Today we are going to talk about the next in our series of conspiracies, um, and <laughs> this one is Pumpkin Spice Everything, or... It's the Pumpkin Spice Mafia. Yes, as I titled the show notes to uh, make it sound more exciting. Right. <laughs> um, and maybe more of just seasonal stuff in general, but uh, why, why don't you start us off with your thoughts Sure. I mean, personally, okay. So people got all outraged as they do when they found out that the pumpkin spice latte actually has no pumpkin in it. And I'm like, of course it doesn't have pumpkin in it. It's not called a pumpkin latte. It's called a pumpkin spice latte. Have you ever opened up a jar of pumpkin spice? Does it have any pumpkin in it? No, it does not. It is pumpkin spice. And my um, college coffee house actually used to serve a thing called pumpkin chai in the fall. And I thought, ooh, it'll be like pumpkin pie, only pumpkin chai. And so they <laughs> stirred some pumpkin into my pumpkin chai, and it was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you would successfully liquefy a pumpkin flavor without just replacing it chemically with beaver testicles or I don't know. Right. And it, it does not work when you just mix some pumpkin in. Like, it just makes your chai really disgusting at the bottom because it's all gritty and nasty. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the pumpkin spice thing makes me think of uh, that Simpsons Halloween where they did It's the <laughs> Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And um, in the Simpsons version, the Great Pumpkin does come alive and turns out to be a horrible monster because it's the Halloween episode. Right. Uh, but uh, Milhouse greets it with a loaf of pumpkin bread and he goes, oh, how delightful. Bread baked especially for pumpkins. Mm. Eats it and then uh, he informs him, well, actually it's made out of pumpkins. Is there much pumpkin in pumpkin bread? I don't know. I haven't made pumpkin bread. I've made pies and muffins although the muffins are pretty pumpkiny so okay. i imagine them in bread form could theoretically be pumpkiny although um now when we say pumpkin we still don't mean pumpkin right i didn't even know this oh you didn't oh okay no so the uh so there's a lot of things called pumpkins um, there's a lot of things called gourds and a lot of things referred to as squashes and it's all very confusing, <laughs> but, um, both the, um, big ass jack-o'-lantern pumpkin <laughs> and the, uh, more spherical, but still orange and pumpkin looking quote unquote sugar pumpkin are terrible for eating. Mm. Um, and the reason for this is um the fruit part of a pumpkin is what's between the inside and the outside i mean I, that sounds like an obvious thing but <laughs> if you've ever made a jack-o'-lantern you know a pumpkin's hollow right hasn't got a whole lot of inside to it yeah it just has the seeds and some goop that they're essentially just suspended in right the gross stuff yeah <laughs> which uh I don't know. It, it has some use if you make one of those barfing pumpkins. I, well. I never tired of seeing those. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I was just think. I was just imagining one in my head. <laughs> um, but a uh, many other members of the squash family are solid for the most part, except for this seedy part. <laughs> 
Right. Like if you've ever cut open a butternut squash, it's mostly solid except for the little right. so seedy bit. The part, or rather, the uh, the pumpkin, quote, pumpkin, that is in mm. canned pumpkin um, is a butternut squash-ish shaped thing. Um, it's not curved back on itself sometimes butternut squashes can look like a full like xenomorph from alien head um <laughs> right but it's it's just it's bread for shape and taste and the reason it's bread for shape is so that it can be as machine processed as possible and the right. ratio of fruit to seeds is high enough um so that's what's in canned pumpkin it's a it's not quite a butternut squash and I'm not going to go into the uh, cladistics and the entomology because I only <laughs> understand that when it applies to dinosaurs. <laughs> right. <laughs> not so and much it's plants. Really, it's a lot less interesting when you're talking about squash. Yeah. So <laughs> you kids can look it up on Wikipedia if you'd like. I'm sure that somebody has investigated this thoroughly. Yes. So yeah, even our pumpkin is fake pumpkin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah. And now, I don't know, it's kind of annoying. Like, every place now is like, we have real pumpkin in our pumpkin spice lattes. And I'm like, really? Because I don't think I want that. Either it has such an infinitesimal amount of pumpkin in it as to be essentially meaningless, or uh, it's gross. Like, those are really the only two options, because pumpkin does not go in beverages well. Like, I don't think you can... I don't know if you can puree it. Maybe they juice it or something. Like Ew. you know, like people. Yeah, I know that's. I, that I'm, I'm, I'm just thing. imagining this clearish, watery runoff, and it's. Ugh. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's really gross, but it's okay, people. You really shouldn't be drinking pumpkin spice. Like the other day, I had a pumpkin spice latte and a pumpkin scone, and I felt terrible for the rest of the day like I was like oh why'd I do that the answer is because I drink one of those a year because it takes me about 365 days to forget <laughs> that it's a that, bad idea yeah um <laughs> so I did that again yeah it was horrible although I mean I was pleased that Starbucks had pumpkin scones because I feel like for the last two years I hadn't seen them um, now, granted, I used to go to Starbucks basically every day when I lived in California because it was really convenient. Um, and less so in Atlanta. Because, uh, I, I mean, okay, so it was like two blocks away from my office. I was like, oh, two blocks. I'll just go to the donut, the, not the donut shop, the um, the deli that had the bagels and also the coffee that was half a block away because <laughs> bagels and I'm lazy. Um but th so I like bitched on Twitter. I was like, what up with the pumpkin scones, Starbucks? Because Starbucks kind of has a habit of discontinuing my favorite scones. I mourn you forever, lemon scone. Um, <laughs> so, so we went to the Starbucks and we were driving up to the drive through because, you know, lazy. And uh, the sign had a picture of pumpkin scones on it. And we were like, <gasps> So we ordered two of them. We're like, oh, I hope they have pumpkin scones. Because our old Starbucks always used to run out of stuff. Like, they never had anything. And it sucked. And we just, it was, ugh. Um, and they did. And so we got pumpkin scones. And I was like, while I'm on a pumpkin kick, I'm going to get a pumpkin spice latte. And I wish I had not. Yes, I think you, uh, well, because what you ordered was a uh, nutmeg latte. 
Basically, yes. Did you know that if you, t- if you uh, eat enough, well, you probably know that. If anybody didn't know, if you eat enough nutmeg, it's a pretty powerful hallucinogen. Yeah, I don't know if it's an amount <laughs> that can actually be achieved, sort of like poppy seeds, but maybe you'll well, fail a drug test. <laughs> no, if you, um, I, I mean, okay, so this is a friend of a friend, but if you use How tablespoons. How much nutmeg to hallucinate? <laughs> hey, it auto-completed. Awesome. Um, keep keep going with your story. <laughs> okay, sorry. I yeah. figured it auto-completed, so the, the answer would be right there. Um, yeah, so my friend's friend was making some kind of soup, and it called for a certain amount of nutmeg, um, but it asked for teaspoons, and he put in tablespoons. Um, and I think it was like it was like to welcome his wife back from something. So his wife comes back, and they're eating the soup. It must have tasted pretty weird. Yeah. Um, and then they like they were like freaking out. <laughs> they were like, I don't know how to drive my car right now. And it lasted like several hours. I, I don't remember if they had to go to the hospital or not. I kind of feel like they did. Um, and that's how they learned about uh, nutmeg's hallucinogenic properties. Yeah. So apparently it is around three tablespoons that ought to be enough to be consumed to make you trip in about six hours. <laughs> and uh, fresh is better than... Uh, <laughs> store-bought yeah i don't think that the dude was grinding like six tablespoons or however much it was with a nut with an actual nutmeg it was probably just out of the bottle yeah so it might not have been maximum that's like the whole thing whatever yeah you must have thought gosh that well i don't know well i mean okay so i'll admit uh i have seen like the really really giant things of it and like i don't know are people using that much nut like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Not normal people. I mean, I like pumpkin pie as much as the next guy, but I just really don't like use that much. <laughs> yeah. During our annual uh, baking of pumpkin things, where our pumpkin comes from a can, and it's not pumpkin, but it's what tastes best. <laughs> uh, hey, whatever. Um, yeah. That you know, we use it one time a year for this. <laughs> Right. So we don't have large enough quantities. I don't think I can go start tripping after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not going to down your jar. I probably... Well, no, I, I imagine just doing it by itself would uh, sort of have a cinnamon challenge reaction. Mm, where probably, yes. There, there's some actual danger in that, so you'd have to put it in something. Right, I guess soup. it into a slurry. <laughs> 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 yeah, or a tea, maybe. Some kind of horrible... Oh, it just doesn't sound like a good idea. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> this is a highly informative episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, pump- the, uh... It is pretty strange how there's pumpkin spice. Ever- like, oh my god. I saw the most revolting thing. It, it was candy corn M&M's, like candy corn flavored m&ms so that would imply that there are people that like candy corn on purpose i like candy corn (sighs) well i'll keep going i hate it (laughs) (laughs) i don't like the little the little waxy pumpkin ones i hate those but Uh, candy corns not the brown candy corn though that stuff's gross oh no the the proper one that's a white and yellow one right 
And not the generic brand. It has to be like Brax, I think. Whatever. Yeah. I have standards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, it comes in M&M form now. I don't. I mean, I didn't like buy it, but it, it purported to be M&M, like M&Ms with instead of delicious chocolate in the middle, some kind of revolting candy corn flavored something. I don't even know what. I was too afraid, and I was like, Bleh. Okay. Uh, you can guess the ingredients of candy corn, but... Corn syrup. Yeah. That's the ingredient. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though. That's really honest, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's called, it's called candy corn, and it's mostly corn. Right. In a sense. I mean, it may have... Um, other sugars in it as well just to solidify it right so it's sort of sugar glued together with corn syrup and then held into the overall shape with wax and mm. artificial coloring <laughs> and binders which vary from brand to brand and are highly right. classified because you're not allowed to know which plastics you're eating you don't really want to know <laughs> <laughs> yeah Seasonal foods are fun. Uh, another seasonal food, one that you can't predict, is the uh, McRib. Huh, yeah. I used to eat that when I was a kid, and I kind of wish that I hadn't. I haven't. And I know, like, that if I ate one right now, I would enjoy it, but I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I can keep telling myself that, no, I don't eat McRibs, but I totally would. It's a lie. Yeah. So the, the McRib is really the chicken nugget of the uh, pig in which it's <laughs> like, you know, these are the legally edible parts of a pig and you put the, put them in a blender uh, and then you put it on a sandwich covered in barbecue sauce. Um, oh. And from, I will point out that um, humans probably should eat more of animals than we do, but we've had too many generations of palate fright put into us mm. uh, because know like there's good stuff on the inside of bones but telling people to eat little... bones is like people think people think bones are actually inedible like just as an example well, without without getting know. into the whole like eyeballs and stuff well right yeah. but isn't there a thing where people like what do they call it like a marrow sled or something stupid like that where you pour like i think it's beer like you crack open a big old beef bone <laughs> Well, not not you. Somebody yeah. in the kitchen does it, and then you like eat the, you sort of drink the beer out of the marrowy, and it's like fatty and delicious allegedly. And I mean, I buy it because yeah. when I was a little kid, I used to bite open. This is so gross. Um, <laughs> I used to. I grind my teeth, so I have very strong jaws. <laughs> I just, I just like a workout every night, just grinding my teeth. So I would bite open the bones of the spare ribs and like eat the marrow out of the ends because it was tasty. You should be doing that. In fact, yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, we all know what rabbit starvation is. It's what uh, people get if they just eat rabbit. Um, hmm. The actual name is protein poisoning, and it's um, what you get from just eating too much lean meat. So rabbits, you know, just have no fat on them whatsoever. 
And if you only eat the meaty parts of it, you get protein poisoning. But if you eat the whole rabbit, and I mean like everything except the poop sack, then... And the fur, presumably. Right, then you uh, actually can (laughs) prevent it. Hmm. So that's a interesting thing to know if you find yourself in the middle of nowhere needing to eat rabbits. I think I would probably die under those circumstances just of something generally stupid. Like, I wouldn't be able to catch a rabbit. I would die of starvation, just regular starvation. (laughs) (laughs) That's less fun. Um, Oh, the (laughs) the McRib. The reason the McRib is seasonal um, is because it's just pork prices. Right, like, it's not. They a want it to be like a dollar menu thing, or one ninety nine, or however much it is. They have that price point they want to hit. So, you know, they don't want it to cross over a whatever range. So it's just when you know, when pork is cheap enough, they can afford to sell them to you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it's weird. It this is like how every sentence that I'm saying starts (laughs) my so my chipotle back in atlanta like didn't have carnitas for like months and i was super mad and we moved up here and i was like oh my god they have carnitas and they do and when you you go to the website they're yeah they're like (laughs) well okay so you can get carnitas but the pigs don't conform to all of our standards something something antibiotics and i'm like don't care (laughs) give me (laughs) give me that carnitas to say it like they do up here. Uh, is a... Chipotle is a McDonald's subsidiary, right? Actually, yes, it is. Yeah. In that McDonald's bought them, like, many years ago. Right. The whole KFC, Taco Bell, uh, Pepsi, Captain Crunch kind of thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they uh, Chipotle tries to use ethical uh, pig, but... Right. I mean, <laughs> fun fact, so, you can't breed enough ethical food to feed the human population. No. Uh, I mean, I like the idea of the humanely raised meat because, you know, I like animals. Yeah. But, like, I acknowledge that if every animal were raised to the standards of well, to, to ethical standards of, of a reasonably comfortable life for the animal. I'm pretty sure I, would, I eat chicken-fed chicken. <laughs> I probably, yeah, yeah me too. And chicken, yeah, and chickens are, it's horrible. Like, the way that chicken farms operate. Yeah. And it's really bad for the people, too, actually, which is uh, worse. Like, a lot of the chicken farmers um, are basically leasing the birds. Like, they don't own... They're, they're like, sent chicks to raise to fryers or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're, they, like, are leasing the birds, and then they make back, you know, a profit, allegedly. But some of them find themselves so deeply in debt to the... whatever the Monsanto of chicken is, probably Purdue, that it's, like, basically... It's, like, worse than sharecropping. It's, like, horrible. Yeah. Um, we should all be vegetarians. No, we can eat ethical animals. It's just they're um, difficult to even buy. Yeah, I looked into it. It's pretty tough to find. Um, you can like you can order online to some extent. Yeah. But that's not like 
super awesome. Although, hell, I bet in winter I can order whatever the hell I want online and it'll arrive frozen. <laughs> That's true. And it'll, <laughs> and it'll stay frozen until May or whatever. God. One of the things I do up here when it's uh, as a... You mean down there. That's right. You're north of me now. Um, <laughs> is uh, cooling soda or beer cans between the... Uh, the window glass and the screen because mm. outside it gets a nice just about exactly freezing oh i could put like booze in between the yeah, yeah. So, i have a lot of booze so booze in your windows all winter long yeah i figure that's how i'll stay warm this winter <laughs> <laughs> one of my co-workers once asked me if i if i drink wine and i'm like yeah about a glass a day in the winter and she's like for your health and i'm like because I'm cold. <laughs> and I know that, like, it's actually, like, if you were actually, like, outdoors and in any danger of freezing to death, drinking alcohol is worse for Correct. you. But my problem is Well, you'll die happy. <laughs> right. But I'm, like, inside my house. I'm not going to freeze to death. But if it's below, like, 75, <laughs> my body's, it's like, below 75 today. <laughs> I know I'm cold in here. I I've I was sitting at my desk earlier. I have these little um, gloves that are woven with like silver thread, so they're c- perfectly capacitive. Yeah. And I was like wearing gloves inside my house. It was actually warmer <laughs> outside my house than inside my house because it got like cold in here and it just stayed that way uh, on whatever the cold day was, like Tuesday or whenever that was. Uh, no, it couldn't have been Tuesday because that was yesterday. Saturday? Anyway, there was a fairly cold day recently. Um, yeah. And I tried to, like, let some warm in from the outside by opening all the windows, and it didn't really work. So my house is, my house is pretty cold right now. Like, it says, my watch says it's 66, and that's probably three hours out of date because Apple Watch. Yeah. Yeah. Man, dark sky anyway. Doesn't even work on my watch. Remember when Dark Sky was black? Yes. Yeah, that one still grumbles me. Yeah, cause yeah, like one of the, so my on a normal day when I have a job to go to, which I will again soon, yay. Um, <laughs> the first thing I do after my alarm goes off is I look at my phone, I see what my notifications are, and then I check the weather. And I can't do that in Dark Sky because it's too freaking bright. I haven't really observed very much about weather up here it's been mostly sunny i guess oh yeah this is the nice part of fall yeah the leaves aren't even really falling in earnest yet one crazy year i think it was 2003 four no 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 no. it had to be around 2005 or six when i was in college (laughs) which was between 04 and 08 um there was a year where fall didn't happen because it was too hot mm. and then it finally hit freezing like someday in December and the leaves just sort of dropped instantly <laughs> and like it was just like a really big cleanup effort because it wasn't the gradual grind of every weekend you rake and you put out two garbage bags and you know the town takes them away it was no just all at once <laughs> You know, it's kind of like that for the few deciduous trees in Southern California because there wasn't really winter. So at some point they'd be like, okay, fine. 
whatever and then just drop all their leaves at once uh i don't acknowledge that places outside of new england have fall i (laughs) have just been taught that we have the best fall and that's final i wonder what i bet my fall is going to be really pretty up here it's um going to be ridiculously pretty and i'm going to envy it being down here in the deep south of north jersey oh god (laughs) although even in georgia fall is like i used to drive to work and the only redeeming part was uh, because it was dark right it was starting to be dark when i was driving to work but at least alongside the freeway there were pretty trees changing colors and they were red and yellow and all the different colors in california everything's pretty much yellow and then it's gone Um, Like my college had a bunch of, um, well, they still do, but they're new ones now. They had a bunch of uh, elm trees on the elm tree lawn. And pretty much one day, like they would turn color in like December (laughs) and then (laughs) they they would lose all their leaves at some point in January and then they would eventually grow back. Uh, Usually they we came back from winter break and the trees were naked and they got leaves later on. Um, they actually had to replace those the year after I graduated um, because they, I guess elm trees only live about 75 years in Southern California. So, and that's how old they were. That's brief. <laughs> well, I mean, they're not really from there. Oh, okay. That's a good point. Because mm. Southern California does have some of the oldest trees alive. As does Northern California. Well, oh, right. Southern California has like Joshua trees, right? The crazy desert trees that don't even look like they're alive. Yeah. Yeah. Joshua trees. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I forget <laughs> what they're called. Album. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. I'm like reasonably confident. Because then there's a whole state park devoted to them. Did, did you listen like, to that one by choice or did uh, Eddie Q no, give it I've, to you? I've never listened to a U2 album by choice. What? <laughs> No. <laughs> we're, we're not talking about Apple. No. no. We never do that. <laughs> we should talk about literal apples. We should. Because that's... That, right. That's uh, that's another thing you're required to do um, by law, as uh, Steve reminded you, <laughs> in the uh, Northeast now. I never did, though. When I was a kid, uh, supposedly I'm supposed to go apple picking. I'm supposed to go to an apple orchard and pick my own goddamn apples. Well, that's not going to happen because that is not my job. I, and and they don't pay you to pick the apples. You pay them to do the work <laughs> that they would otherwise have to pay someone to do. I'm like, uh-uh. Well, um, they are cheaper than the ones that are in the baskets by weight whatever are they that much cheaper like how much do i get paid an hour i have no idea but i bet it's more than the 50 cent differential <laughs> it is no it's it's definitely not worth your time like that but you go for the experience you go to be outside and s- smell a bunch of apples and other delicious <sighs> autumn smells and get some fresh apple cider donuts because they are only allowed to be eaten fresh hmm. trust me on this um i would never be able to convince ruben to do that never (laughs) he'll be like we can just go to the grocery store and buy apples i'm like yeah and when i was a kid we did go to apple orchards in the fall but we would just go to the little stores that they all have and buy some pies like we were not buying pies that's that's two sins (laughs) whatever Ah!